Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Ruth-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. This is part two of Saturday Night in the Cubs Pipeline. My prior podcast was the game in Myrtle Beach and the game in Chicago, tying it all together, talking about the word Lenyap and tanking. This is looking at the rest of the games in the pipeline from Saturday. And curiously, I will start in Mesa, where the Mesa Cubs game versus the Mesa A's game was declared a forfeit. I have yet to find out too much more information on it, but it was a forfeit. Some people have said, well, possibly that was because of COVID. Well, the Smokies had some games last week that were canceled or postponed due to COVID. They were not forfeited due to COVID. I don't know what the story is. I don't know what the technicality difference is. There have been games that have been not played due to COVID, but the word forfeit had not been used very often at all. Why the game was forfeited, I'm not sure. My spies, and I love having spies, my spies have told me the Mesa Cubs were playing a scrimmage game against someone else, perhaps Colorado, but I don't know what the story is. It doesn't sound as if it was the Mesa Cubs who did anything wrong. But the Mesa Cubs, Mesa A's game on Saturday was declared a forfeit. Odd, interesting. I know that Houston and Washington have gotten to the point where non-uniformed personnel are being expected to be COVID compliant or they will lose their jobs. Is that appropriate? Is that proper? Hmm. Is that legal? So far, apparently. Will teams go to the extreme of we are considering drafting you in the first round do you have proof of vaccination I haven't heard that yet it will be a discussion at least in certain teams war rooms do I have proof of that no do I think that there are going to be some teams that say, we are only going to draft you long-term if you are COVID compliant? Yes, I think some teams will do that. Some other teams will probably strongly prioritize. Not a, you know If it gets to the point where they draft a player in the 17th round, or they draft an undrafted, uh, they sign an undrafted free agent who is non-COVID compliant, um, 
That may be the case, but I think there will be a strong lean toward teams wanting to bring in players who are um, COVID compliant up to the present moment. Um, Again, is that proper? Is that... um, Is that going to be across the board? I don't know. But I do think some teams will probably start to do that. Um, after all, teams are doing it for players, uh, for people who are not in uniform. You know, um, technical analysts and uh, bookkeepers and all that kind of stuff. Will it cross over to players specific? Uh, I think there's a reasonable expect expectation that that might happen. So um, there was a forfeit. The Cubs still continued on playing a scrimmage game. Interesting. I asked a question on the Cub reporter. Haven't gotten back to find an answer yet. Tennessee played in Rocket City. Dakota Chalmers continued his um, meander off of the off of the list of players that absolutely have to be retained. For a while, people were saying Dakota Chalmers has to be retained. He's just not getting it done. There, three and a third innings. He did strike out seven, four walks, four hits, five runs, five earned. There's something there. Would it help if the Cubs get him to the pitch lab in the offseason? Yes, probably. Is it worth doing anything bizarre to get him there? I kind of doubt it. If the Cubs do make enough of a push, perhaps he would be interested in doing the pitch lab quite a bit over the offseason. I don't know. We'll have to see. Samuel Reyes, Burl Caraway, and Dauris Valdez came on in relief, four and two-thirds innings combined, two hits, one walk, four strikeouts, no runs, nice outing by the bullpen. Reyes is a guy who, um, rule five, minor league pick last year. I don't know if he has a future in the organization. Burl Caraway certainly does. Dauris Valdez came over for James Norwood in the um, in a trade with the Padres. Uh, I think the Cubs would probably like to keep him around. Perhaps they will do something to get him to stick around as far as getting him to the uh, Mesa Solar Sox. I don't know. He's just started to return. What with the COVID going on, perhaps there will be a push to get him in more ball games. Brennan Davis, two for three, run scored, walk. Christopher Morrell, a three-run home run in four at-bats. Tim Susnara, one for four with a run scored and just missed a home run to tie the game in the ninth. Caleb Knight, one for three, run scored with a walk. Um, Not really a whole lot going on here. Um, Tennessee loses five to four, but at least they were competitive and at least Brennan Davis had two hits and a walk. Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach. DJ Hers, five innings pitched. 
Three strikeouts, one run, unearned, two walks, eight strikeouts. The first two batters of the game reached. The first batter of the game reached on an error. Then I think there was a double that got the runner to third. A ground ball ended up scoring a run. Then a strikeout, another out, and that was the end of the scoring off of DJ Hers. He is starting to show off with his outing in South Bend. Now people cannot say, oh, well, all he's doing is getting out people at the lowest level of minor league baseball. DJ Hers is going to be a consideration on into the future should he stay healthy and keep, keep producing even close to the same level he has. Tyler Santana, two innings, one hit, one run, one earned run, a walk, four strikeouts, a homer. Not bad for a an unsigned, un, unsigned, undrafted free agent. Um, he's certainly not in the DJ Hers stratosphere, but if you can get a non-drafted free agent playing in advanced A ball and looking like he at least belongs there, that's not a bad thing. Hunter Biggie, inning pitched. One strikeout, nothing else. Biggie has been injured for much of the season. Um, he was injured. He pitched for a while. Now he's back. He's one of those relievers who, at some point, will be in Rule 5 draft consideration. Um, not yet this year, but it's nice to see him back having a decent out. Uh, um, Danias Correa, two-thirds of an inning, one run, one earned run, four walks, one strikeout. Not a good outing for Danias Correa. Um, I doubt one outing is enough to put him over the top as far as being excluded from a 40-man roster spot. That said, anytime there is a person on the potential 40-man roster list, they're late season um, outings are more under the microscope <sighs> than they would have been had they not been under 40-man roster um, consideration. Bailey Reed came in for the one-out save. Um, in the game, Alexander Canario, Bryce Ball, and Yohindrik Piango were not factors. I'm usually saying them, and I'm not going to say them today, so I will include that they were not factors today. Luis Vazquez, two for four, two runs batted in. Tyler Derna, two for three, also a walk. Um, Jonathan, Jonathan Perlaza, two for three, two runs scored and a walk. Two for three, two runs scored and a walk for, my goodness, who was that? Oh, Jake Slaughter. Um, nine singles in a 6-2 to two South Bend victory. The other game in the pipeline on a Saturday was, since it was Saturday, it was Reds against the Blues. Um, Vilmer Bolivar, one for three with a run scored. Pedro Ramirez, two for three. 
with a run and three RBIs. Curiously, Baseball Reference and Fangraphs now have Pedro Ramirez with a different batting average. It has to do, I think, with that game that was suspended. And for Baseball Reference, they haven't updated. For Fangraphs, they have. Per Fangraphs, his OPS is 1.002. His batting average is 397. Yikes. With his uh, with RC Plus, I can't even remember what that one is. Again, a few of you are yelling at your computer. I hear you. I get it. I appreciate it. Thank you. His with RC Plus is 176. I don't know specifically what with RC Plus is again as of right now today. It's early in the morning. But it's probably really good. Uh, Moises Ballesteros, one for four with a walk. Jose Herrera, 0 for 2, with two walks, a run, and an RBI. Luis Maza, 1 for 3, two runs scored, two RBIs, with a walk. And Andrews Cruz had a three-run homer among three hits. On the pitching side, oh my goodness, I didn't jot it down. One of the pitchers for... Blue had a one of the pitchers for red had a really good game. I um, hmm, didn't write it down though. For blue, um, Lionel Espinosa two for five with a run scored. Um, Esmarly Tatis one for five, two RBIs. Frank Hernandez two for five, run scored RBI. Johan Fran Rojas. Three for four, run scored, RBI. James, uh, Daniel Ferreira, one for four, run scored, RBI. Carlos Ramos, two for four, run scored, RBI. And Santi, Marino Santi, three innings pitched, no runs allowed. The rest of the hit pitchers got kind of hit hard. 11 to six final. Red defeats Blue, and Pedro Ramirez, needless to say, is back from his injury. DJ Hers pretty much solidifying the Cubs pitcher of the season in the pipeline. Um, and again, he's not Rule 5 eligible yet. Not not Rule 5 eligible this year. Uh, let's see. Will he be next year? Duh. 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 Shouldn't be. He, he shouldn't be next year. Um, and yes, my reminding the when players are going to be Rule 5 eligible, when players are going to be free agents, that's kind of an important thing. When assessing future value, future likelihood to be successful, and all that kind of stuff. But um, I'm still trying to locate information on why that game in Mesa was a forfeit instead of a loss. There's got to be something more than because COVID. I, I don't know. Thanks for stopping by. Sunday's games... Actually, have these written down. It's about ten thirty now, and in about an hour, Iowa with Joe Joe Biagini 
Starts in Indianapolis, weather permitting. First game of a doubleheader. So Iowa plays at 11.30 and then a game two to follow. Tennessee plays at 2.30 Central Time. I specifically listened to the back end of the Smokies game, and the announcers there have no idea who the starter is. Just absolutely no idea. Completely clueless. Completely baffled. South Bend, 6.05 Central Time start. Jordan Wicks gets the start. And if he has any sort of success at South Bend tonight, beware, beware, beware. That will be the lead story. Myrtle Beach, 6.05 Central Time. Porter Hodge gets the start. It really does look like, at this time of year, any pitcher that is successful at the Mesa level is getting shoved to Myrtle Beach. Getting shoved to Myrtle Beach. Porter Hodge had been having some level of success as a starter. He was pushed to Myrtle Beach as a starter. Luis Angel Rodriguez, who I mentioned yesterday, had some level of success. He was getting pushed to South Bend. And for the players who are not having a level of success at Mesa, this is something to keep in mind. Players who are not having a level of success at Mesa, that does not mean they are bad baseball players. What that means is the light bulb hasn't gone on yet. So if you have a pitcher who is throwing 93, 94, 95, 96, but hasn't mastered location yet at the Mesa level, you don't throw them out as bad unless you absolutely have to. If a pitcher is throwing 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, but they just haven't figured it out yet, that is exactly why the Mesa level exists. You keep sending them out at Mesa. You keep sending them out at Mesa. You keep sending them out at Mesa. Whether they're players who are pitchers throwing 95, 96, 97, but haven't figured out the um, location thing, or if they're hitters who look like they ought to be good hitters, but they just haven't quite figured it out yet. There is a complete difference between is bad and hasn't figured it out yet. If you're not able to differentiate between is bad and hasn't figured it out yet, you're probably not in the development angle of baseball. That's about all that I have for today, at least for this morning. And hopefully in about an hour, hour 10, hour 15, there will be more information to start accruing in regards to the Cubs pipeline. And it really does look like a busy day because with the I-Cubs starting at 11.30 and having a second game as well, Tennessee starting at 2.30, South Bend and Myrtle Beach starting at 6, and oh yeah, there's a Cubs game that starts at 1.20. There should be a full slate of baseball a whole bunch of baseball knowledge being tossed upon the other baseball knowledge that we have. So, you 
Have a great Sunday. Have a great rest of your weekend. And I will talk to you soon.